Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we find ourselves the week, by the way, that the uh, master starts, which to me is the real harbinger of spring. You've got the playoffs starting on Thursday as well. Leafs in Boston, many people predicting they won't be long for this world, figuratively speaking. They'll be out on the golf course perhaps as soon as some of the people are coming off it on the Masters. By the way, did you see uh, Corey Connors on the weekend, this kid out of Listowel? Kid, well, he's 27, but uh, he won at the Valero Texas Open. And so that's, I mean, a Canadian winning on the PGA, uh, it's not all that common. And for him to have been a walk-on on Monday last week, he basically just came in and uh, I guess in a field of six, it was like uh, one of those things where you had to be the survivor. In the survivor pool of the six, he won, he got in and uh, won the tournament. Rather impressive. Uh, good story, too. Makes you feel good. Now, uh, as far as other matters are concerned, the spring buying season, too, when it comes to homes, you know, this is what they say. The spring and the fall are replete with all kinds of uh, activity. And I don't know if you've seen that in your own neighborhood. But there was a story where uh, Ontario realtors are claiming that uh, there were bully offers out there that give some home buyers an unfair advantage. And those ought to be banned as a practice. Uh, I'm not sure what what is entirely wrong with a bully offer. If you want to sell your heap, why do you care uh, how this all plays out? Somebody comes in and is willing to make a rather attractive offer. You leap on it. Isn't that your prerogative? Well, let's find out. Phil Soper is the president and CEO of Royal LePage, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Phil, how you doing? Very good. I was, I was just thinking, Corey Connors can afford a real nice home now. I think his winnings add up to almost $2 million Canadian. That's a nice payday for a young Young athlete? Yeah, no question about that. And, and also, uh, all of the things that accrue to him beneficially, like uh, he gets into the Masters that starts on Thursday. Uh, he gets exemptions for two years and a lot of other prestigious tournaments, so he doesn't have to qualify like he did this past Monday. Yeah, it's a great feel-good story. Uh, and his, He was clutch down the stretch there. Really impressive. Amazing, uh, yeah, because he, he carded four bogeys in a row, lost the lead, looked like he was fading, and he came back and ran a string of birdies. He had like 10, I think, or 11 birdies uh, in his round yesterday. He, he is extremely exciting, the opposite of a boring golfer. Yeah, and his bride, too, was uh, living this personal was, drama. She was, she, she's going to be a social media star. Yeah, she was the story yesterday as much as Corey Connors was. But uh, let me ask you about the story surrounding the market. By the way, how's the market look? Uh, what do you foresee? This is now the spring market. We're already in full effect, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, we just released our quarterlies, so the Roller Page House Price Survey. If you look across... The um, the GTA from Ajax uh, through to you know uh, right down the Golden Horseshoe, you're seeing positive price changes almost universally. I'm scanning the list now. The only place there's been any softness at all, and it's less than one percent, was Richmond Hill. Uh, this is year over year for the first quarter, but you know 1.3 up, 5.7 up, 4.3 up. So in general. Uh, 2018 was a correction year, and um, the market is is back. It's in 
what we call balanced territory. There's just about as many buyers as there are sellers now, which is pretty rare for the GTA. Uh, but prices are, are uh, edging up again, which, which is uh, good for home sellers and home buyers to see positive momentum in the market. Right. Or stability, I guess we can yeah, say, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And they say down payments are trending up. Uh, with 40% of prospective home buyers planning to put down more than 15%. So it's not all people who are strapped and are just getting into the market out of desperation. It's, you know, the market is a, the, the free market's an amazing thing. Uh, how it, how it sort of forces sanity back into what, what, can appear to some, especially if a young person tried to trying to buy a home and they're going up by twenty percent, and your wages are going up by ten. Uh, you're going, I'll never, you know, it's one step up and two steps back, and and yet the free market says, uh, you know, just wait and this will be corrected, and the corrections are what we saw in 2018 here and in Vancouver. Our two two tough tough markets for first time buyers uh we've we've seen light at the end of the tunnel yeah and the government of course in their recent budget the feds uh decided that they were going to help with housing affordability but some critics are saying it will actually crank up the prices uh i guess by because they're putting more juice into the market but on the other side too uh is it enough when you don't really increase supply can the the government manipulate things to help with affordable housing unless the supply side of the equation is really amped up. Yeah, you know, absolutely not. Unless we step back and you can you can hammer away at demand and nowhere has this been more heavy-handed than in British Columbia and it's just not working. All you're doing is pushing this this pent-up demand to the sidelines and it will be satisfied and it fuels boom boom bus cycles. And boom-bust cycles are really dangerous for economies. It's hard to plan for them, uh, hard for governments to plan for them. So that kind of uh, half-baked approach where you try to hammer demand but you don't do anything about supply, when you've got new people streaming into the market all the time, it's not going to work. You're bang on. Again, with Phil Soper, president and CEO of Royal LePage. And by the way, with uh, interest rates being uh, stabilized and being and holding, the bank rate is 1.75, and uh, the governor did not move off that. Uh, in right. fact, yeah, because of the softened economy and things like that, loss of jobs in the last month of 7,200. Uh, how will that impact the market going forward? The, there's few markets as interest rate sensitive as real estate. It will be supportive. You know, what I tell my people is you should be happy when interest rates are rising because it means the economy is strong. People are, uh, they have the money, can invest in uh, homes. At the same time, it makes homes more expensive and it, and it pools demand. So when you have to back off on planned increases to interest rates because of global uncertainty and trade wars and the and, and softness in the price of oil lots of lots of factors that cause the bank to back off it does help large purchase driven industries like housing and automotive have speculators been beaten out of the market well mostly you know it's eh, there'll always be people who uh, speculate on real estate and if they're if they're the buy, invest, and sell types, uh, there's a really uh, a strong role for them to play. So these are all the television shows on you know fix it and flip it. If you're a true speculator and you're buying 
holding for a short period of time and hoping to sell, say within the same three-month period or four-month period, there's no no room for them in a market. They're dangerous. And uh, for the most part, they've been driven out of the market. Well, this is what uh, I guess leads me to the next question on these bully offers. Yeah. Yeah, If people come in, you know, offshore money or whatever else and just, you know, tell their agent, hey, buy, who cares about the price? Go in there and make sure you get this thing. Is that what's going on? And why is that dangerous? So in it... What's happening right across Canada, every province has its regulator that regulates the trade of real property. What's happening right across Canada is a lot of soul searching, trying to find ways to make the process really transparent. And that's what you see uh, the recommendations out of the task force from the Ontario Real Estate Association are saying, let's err on the side of transparency. So everybody understands what's going on. But To your point, John, or the point I believe you're making, if you're a seller of a property and you're a buyer of a property, this is a private commercial transaction and you should be able to be allowed to uh, accept or reject offers uh, to make the best deal possible. What the association is saying is, yeah, but in certain cases, people, people abuse the rules. But the, even the current rules, the current act, because what we're talking about here is change, recommendations to change the law, if it's followed by the law, it is completely safe. So what happens is, say I'm, I'm a seller and I ask my representative, my realtor, to put together, uh, to accept bids on Friday at 6 p.m. And so this goes out and it's a public uh, statement through the multiple listing system. In comes on Wednesday a buyer who loves the home and basically says to the realtor, see if they'll sell it to me today. If you follow the rules today and, and the buyer's realtor goes to the seller's realtor and says, I have an offer and they'd like to buy it today. If the seller then goes to each and every person that's expressed interest in buying that home and, and says, we are withdrawing the Friday date and we're going to give you a reasonable amount of time to respond if you have interest, uh, but, but, and then publicly posting on the MLS that that Friday bid date is no longer in effect. The current system works. Where it falls down is if people don't get reasonable notice, if it happens at an unreasonable time, uh, if there's, if there's the, 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 what looks like underhanded or behind-the-scenes dealing that doesn't give everybody uh, a fair opportunity. And in a housing-strapped market, that's not good for anybody, uh, except maybe, you know, a couple of individuals. But if there's a lot of people that uh, believe they were treated unfairly, the the government rightfully wants to uh, clean it up, maybe err on the side of transparency. So that's what the association's trying to do but you're 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 bang on the current system can work if everybody follows the rules you know it was interesting because uh it was just two weeks ago uh a house three doors down from your former domicile in my neighborhood yeah. uh, had an open house or slated to have open houses on saturday and sunday and then suddenly the sold sign went up and the, uh, the open houses were canceled uh, do you think that was a bully offer that came in well only if only if the listing agent had publicly stated that they were accepting offers and they would close on such and such a date. Typically, 
And by the way, as soon as you get out of the heated core market uh, where we live, the Toronto core market, this sort of stuff, people just scratch their head and they say, what are you talking about? This doesn't happen in my neighborhood. In a normal market, it takes weeks and months to sell a large value thing like a home. Mm -hmm. And you just are open to accepting offers at any time. It's only in places where there's a real shortage of supply, like in some of the highly sought after neighborhoods in the in the core of Toronto, uh, where there's 10 people looking for every one house. And there, that's where a bully offer could happen. So could it have been a bully offer? It could have been. Uh, or potentially it was just, um, it was listed and they planned part, a part of their marketing plan to have an open house on the weekend and it was no longer necessary because the deal was consummated before then. Uh, it seems to have happened. By the way, I got to ask you, you know, some people are complaining saying the law needs to be changed so you can't have an agent representing both the buyer and the seller in the equation. So they're sort of, you know, working both yep, ends of the yep. street. It, 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 uh, I absolutely agree with that as a principle. There are exceptions. It's the same as uh, legal representation in general, it's far preferable to have independent representation in a transaction, whether it's lawyers, uh, uh, real estate advisors, accountants, because that way you know you're, you're fairly treated. But, for example, in commercial transactions, often the, the, uh, the broker will in fact be the project manager that brings the municipality, the investors, the seller of the raw property, the investor in the new commercial. And essentially, they're, they're bringing the whole deal together. Everything's transparent, and, 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 and there has to be exceptions for that sort of thing. In certain parts of, of the uh, province, there may only be uh, one realtor uh, in, in rural Canada that is uh, qualified to operate on both sides of the equation. So what we have recommended is that as a general rule, uh, each side of a transaction should have uh, representation. That's the preferred practice. If there are uh, unusual circumstances, um, you can contract out of that, but it has to be very, very clear um, and written contracts that say, I understand that I'm not, uh, that I don't have individual representation and uh, fully, uh, made, been made fully aware of the risks associated with this. And the final hammer or the final piece of the puzzle, the the penalty or the fines or the ability or, or the ability to pull someone's license altogether, uh, this should be put in the hands of the regulator, the regulator in the province. So if people abuse that trust, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to practice anymore, or they should pay a very significant fine. You can't allow them to take a fifty thousand dollar fee on a very expensive property, and then have a have a, a five thousand dollar fine. That just doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, Very much appreciated, Phil, as always, uh, talking real estate, which is usually somebody's uh, biggest investment or nut and continues to be. Uh, We'll do it again real soon. Have a great day. You take care, John. Bye-bye. Thank you. Phil Soper again is the president and CEO of Royal LePage. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.